teens in both sides of the bunk bed. The podcast about being teens, living multiculturally, and trying to love Jesus while we do it. We are your hosts, Eden and Maddie. And in today's episode, we're talking about dorms and boarding. Let's get started. Hey, Eden. Hey, Maddie. Welcome back to our podcast. So right now, we are sitting in our dorm room, which also conveniently doubles as our recording studio. And our setting of our dorm room happens to be our topic for this episode. Yeah, living in dorms is a great opportunity to build relationship and to have a lot of fun. But it doesn't come without its hardships and struggles. And that's mainly what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. So I've been in a dorm, or I've been in dorms in general, for about two years now. This is my second year. And Eden? This is my fourth year, yeah. So we both have had some experience in the dorm. This isn't our first year. And over our years in our dorm, we've had a lot of really cool experiences and met a lot of really cool people. So I think we can start out just by talking about what being in a dorm is like and the people we've got to meet. Absolutely. I found that in dorms has been the place that I've been able to build the best friendships, at least definitely at, like, at the start, and it's yeah. the best space for cultivating new friendships I've met people from all different cultures which is so interesting and I think like through that I've been able to make friends globally even people who aren't in my dorm anymore yeah each of the dorms that we've been in has on average about anywhere from 15 to 20 people would you agree with that yeah in high school it is when I was younger I had only nine people in my first dorm yeah So it's not a huge dorm like most college dorms in the States, but it's also not just a small, intense group of people. And from that, you may not be best friends with everyone in your dorm, but you get to hear all these amazing stories and testimonies of these people that you get to know. Mm -hmm. So last year, this year is a little different because we've just come into our dorm and I don't think we know people as well yet, but last year we really valued, or at least I really valued, just hearing where people came from and their stories about life. And since we're with a lot of other cross-cultural kids, we get to hear their takes on even stuff that we talk about in our podcast, their different views on like transition and culture and the cultures that they come out of, which I've always really valued. Yeah, I really liked, again, like basing off of our last year, our experience that we shared together, we had about like once a week or near your birthday you would share like kind of your story how you got to be at our school and just like what's been going on in your life and I felt like that was a really good way to know the people in our dorm deeper even if I didn't spend a lot of time with them outside of our dorm. Yeah I also have always thought that there are so many people in your dorm and often it does feel hard like you don't you know them but you're not really close to all of them But there's just something about, like I keep saying, you're not close friends, but there's just something about being in a dorm together that just pushes your relationship and makes it so much deeper. Absolutely. I think that just when you live with someone, even if they're not your roommate, if you're living with them, you're seeing them, you know, in the morning (laughs) and getting ready for bed in the evening. And just it builds a different type of relationship. I think it's different than a friend that you like meet at school or someone that you've grown up with but it is a very like specific type of friendship mm-hmm. <laughs> I like being able to talk to people who I'm not super close with and able to have a variety of friends mm-hmm. as well as like our dorm 
has multiple grade levels in it, um, just two, but we're able to get to know the girls this year who are younger than us, mm -hmm. and I think that's been such a wonderful experience for me. Yeah, I think also when people are in your dorm and you do pass them so often, you get these like just little jokes and shared moments together that you don't get with friends from school as often. Like, for sure, I have like memories with people in class that like I don't hang out with a lot, but something funny happened in class and we keep joking about it, bringing it up. But when you're in a dorm, because not only do you see each other every single day, and like we have a curfew, so everyone's in the dorm at a certain time, and so the dorm gets like busier around that time. But when you have those little shared experiences, I think just the fact that you see each other every day in such a closed space, I guess, or like a limited space of just you guys, makes those bonds so much stronger. Yeah, all of this kind of interactions tie into a wider dorm dynamic. Mm -hmm. And I think for me being here for four years, the most interesting thing that I've been able to see is the different dynamics between years. Do you understand? Like, yeah. Because even like last year, we've had a change in about half the people. Mm -hmm. I think this year there's about six or seven people from last year yeah. who have stayed in our dorm this year. Which... I think most people, their dorm experience was in college, and the way that I understand it at least, most dorms stay pretty similar throughout two years or three years or four years, however long you're in that dorm for. And I think that's something that's very different about boarding in high school, because especially in our dorm when we have two grades, the older grade moves on to a different dorm, mm -hmm. and it creates this like almost each year a new group of people and a new a completely different dynamic that's influenced by who's in your dorm while you still know some people so yeah. the dynamic between the people who have been in the dorm before kind of stays the same but also mm -hmm. the position kind of the position changes yeah because if you've been there before you're not the follower and the one who's trying to learn and understand the dynamic of the dorm but you really get the opportunity to set the standard on how you want to build. I think this year, the people who were in our dorm last year really set out to build relationship with the new mm -hmm. people, and I think that we've done that really well. Yeah, it's been really fun to be the, and not older in like age and like we're so much older than them, but just a little bit of the older group who's kind of been here before and knows our dorm leaders and is able to kind of give insight to how the dorm works. It's been really fun to take that role of leadership on and I was just gonna say it's been a really fun time <laughs> also like it's not just us I think that I'm mm -hmm. really grateful for the people who are in our dorm this year and they I've been really surprised by the just the new people in our dorm mm -hmm. how they have been so like open and willing to just dive into the community and mm -hmm. dynamic that we're trying to build so even though we like had that goal in mind mm -hmm. as as the people who've been here before I really feel like the people who are new to our dorm did a really good yeah. job. I would also say that in general, even if it's a good dynamic, that dynamic still changes every year, which is almost a struggle in itself because you're adjusting to a new dorm each year. Mm -hmm. And I've only gone through one of those dynamic changes. And so both of our, my years in this dorm were really great, but there was still that like struggle of switching from Last year, which I thought I loved our dorm last year, mm -hmm. to this year, I love our dorm this year. <laughs> yeah. But just that transition is a little bit, it's almost jarring in a way, kind of shaking. And it's just, it's a different experience, I think, just 
having to transition to a whole new group of 16 girls or whatever. Yeah. Also, like, with the change in people, there is a change in, like, exposure to culture. Mm-hmm. Our dorm, I actually think, is one of the most, like, racially balanced dorms. Yeah. Which has been really interesting to me to see the cultures of, you know, Americans, not only white Americans, but also black Americans and... You know, people from Africa and people from Asia and European. I just think that it's so interesting when we have people of different cultures, especially to see, like, how they process things Mm -hmm. or how they interact in social situations. Yeah, a little bit of a funny story about that. I remember last year being in the dorm, and we make ramen a lot in the dorm. And my favorite brand of ramen that we get is a Korean brand of ramen. And I brought it into the kitchen once to make it. And there was one of the Korean girls in our dorm last year standing in the kitchen making something else. And when she saw it, she was just so excited that I ate Korean ramen. Yeah. And she was like, you can actually handle the spicy stuff. I've never met an American who handles it. And I was like, oh, I love it. It's my favorite. And she was like, that's so cool. Which was just like a funny moment for me because I had never thought about how like unusual that was, <laughs> I guess. But just funny things like that happen a lot with like the blend of cultures that is in our dorm. And with that change of our entire dorm group each year, there's also a change in our roommates. So our dorm is set up with the 16 or however many people in our dorm, each rooming with one other person. You can room alone, and I've done it, and I've really enjoyed it, but generally most people room with one other roommate. Some of the other dorms I know do two roommates or three, or two other people, like three roommates in a room. That's a little bit less common. Generally, we only have one roommate. But unlike most like college systems, at least in America, who you generally keep a roommate for a year without any other circumstances, we transition through roommates two to three times a year. Yeah, I think for the most part, it's like three times a year, but also, just because we change roommates, sometimes you can room with the same person like two times in a row or like at the beginning of the year and the end of the year, but mm-hmm. someone else in the middle. And I've also really enjoyed like finding people that I room well with mm-hmm. and rooming with them again, like throughout different periods of time or yeah. Yeah. I think my current roommate, we have been roommate, we have roomed together before in when we were younger in junior high and I think it's interesting just to see the way that we both changed as roommates but also how we still work really well together mm-hmm. I think yeah I really loved so I've had a total of three roommates because I roomed once by myself <laughs> and it's been really fun to get to know people but it's also just one of those again struggles comes with the blessing of having a different person Mm-hmm. in your life at different points of your life. Generally, when I do tell people that we change three times a year, they're kind of like, wow, that's a lot of change. But it doesn't really feel like it mm-hmm. most of the time. I think most of the time it feels good. You generally want to room with someone else. It's fun to have a new roommate. But there is still that time where sometimes you don't work well with your roommate or sometimes like they're the problem, sometimes you're the problem. And any time you live with someone, you do find those struggles of getting along and trying to find a way to work together. So I think it's interesting to have the chance to change throughout 
the like the years because it gives you a chance to interact with so many people mm -hmm. and learn how to room. Yeah. I think for me, I found that I really like to room with like two kinds of people. But the first like type of person I love to roommate is my best, best friends. Mm -hmm. My closest friends that when we room together, it feels like it's like just me or like it's my other yeah. half. <laughs> and I, I really have loved experiences like that. And I also like the second type of person I like to roommate is to... The second time of person I like to room with are people who are my friends, kind of acquaintance, but I'm not like super close with and I probably don't spend a lot of outside of the dorm time with because it allows us to have like a kind of distance in the way that we don't get on each other's nerves because we're not interacting outside of school mm -hmm. and in the dorm. Yeah, I've found that... Um... It definitely depends on like what state I'm in, like emotionally or at school or whatever. But generally, people I really like to room with are people who we both have a chance to be alone, but also be together. Because I have such a strong introverted side to me, I really do need people who will understand that and not. Um, I won't bother by not talking to them, or they won't bother by talking to me when I am in my introverted <laughs> times, but also people who I can have a fun time with and talk to when I'm louder or whatever. And I think through rooming it's taught me that I, what I look for in relationships, not even roommates, but just in friends in general, is um, people who I feel comfortable both being quiet with and being loud with, which is something that I think rooming has taught, taught me. Another thing like that's similar to personalities is like if you're a morning person mm -hmm. or, or a night person, because I found that I am a morning person and I generally like to go to bed earlier if I can, you know, if my homework allows it. <laughs> but I, it's hard for me when someone wants to like be super loud and talkative like in the evening when I'm trying to get ready for bed and kind of un like winding down and stuff. But also the flip side of that is in the morning when I want to talk or I'm awake, <laughs> it's, I know it would be, it's hard for my roommates who have been night people to, you know, stay Function. awake and <laughs> be like, oh, she's so annoying in the morning. And I think like even things like that are yeah. interesting. What are other like, not pet peeves, but things that it, you find like, hard about rooming situations? I think for me, I'm not a super neat person. Like, I don't think my room is ever very neat, but it's just organized, or at least it's organized in a way that I can move through it. So even though it doesn't like look neat to most people, or it's really like aesthetic and organized in like that sort of way, I do need my space to like put everything in order and like know where everything is in my mind. So I think this is just, it's never been with like one person, but just in general for me, the fact that I have another person in my room whose stuff I have to like move around. Yeah. I think like, I think that's always been something that like, especially like when I first roomed with people, that was something that I really had to like wrap my head around like, oh my gosh, I have to deal with other people's stuff and like in like my organization process and stuff. And as I've gotten more used to rooming I think I've gotten better with being like okay you have your side of the room and I have my side of the room and I don't need to worry about your side of the room uh, but that's been something that's just a little bit of a struggle with rooming with anyone really <laughs> I think that's interesting also like 
another factor that comes into being a roommate is like if you have in the past mm -hmm. because you are an only child yes. and so <laughs> you haven't roomed with someone else but I have almost always like my whole life roomed with my older sister mm -hmm. and I think even that is something that when you come to a boarding school that is interesting to know about your roommate I think if they've been a roommate before or if they haven't yeah and I think an important thing that helps make rooming situations the best that they can be is just good communication like yeah hey I'm getting up early tomorrow sorry if my alarm is frustrating or like I know my room is messy but I'm gonna try to work on homework now and clean it up later like I promise mm -hmm. and I think it having that accountability builds trust and allows like your roommate to become your friend. I would agree. One of the best things that I've really, it was like a moment, I guess, that I've ever experienced in a rooming situation was so frequently when I get stressed or am in a harder place in the day, I kind of stop talking. And I think my really good friends definitely notice it and they kind of understand, okay, like she doesn't want to talk right now. That's fine. Um, but I remember once when I was rooming with someone, um, they we were like, super energetic for most of the day. And then at some point, I just kind of crashed in the evening. And I really didn't want to talk, but I could tell that my roommate really did want to talk. And just being able to be like, hey, I don't really feel like talking right now, which for me was kind of a huge step out of my comfort zone, telling someone else, like, I don't want to, like, <laughs> do that right now. But we ended up having a conversation on our desks with a whiteboard marker for a solid half an hour. So I didn't have to talk, but we could like still communicate, which was just kind of a cool, like, we're still communicating, we're still like telling each other like what we're doing and stuff, but I don't really feel the need to talk, they don't, they understand that and respected me, and yeah, so I would agree, communication is huge, Another, and just understanding the other person, yeah. Yeah, totally. Another thing that we did while we were roommates was we had a mood tracker on our wall, yeah. where we had our, like, each of our initial, like, I had an E, she had an M, that we could just move to how we were feeling at that point in the day. And I felt like that was, like, really helpful for me as a roommate to see, like, okay, she's excited. I want to know, like, oh, how are, like, what are you excited about? Or, you know, or if you're feeling sad or down, like, how can I help you the best? Do you need space? Do you yeah. need, you know, a hug or hot chocolate or yeah. whatever? <laughs> yeah. And so even with these struggles that come with, not like just one person, but just the idea of rooming and having to share your space with someone in general. Even with those struggles that I think everyone faces, there are also these like chances to have great moments with the people that you're rooming with. So I've always thought one of my favorite things that comes from rooming with people is late night conversations. And I think that sounds very stereotypically girly, like, you know, like sleepovers and like staying up talking. But honestly, some of the best conversations I've had with people are times where we were roommates and randomly decided to talk at like 1 a.m. <laughs> from like both sides of the bunk bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think it's just those moments where you, because you're in the room all the time, you can talk anytime that you need to or want to. And I think that's been a huge blessing for me. And that's definitely the inspiration for our name of the name of our podcast is yeah. those conversations. And we hope that this is a platform or a setting where we can have those kind of real yeah. conversations, even if it is more just like introductory to our lives. I yeah. think that 
the whole idea of like rooming in a bunk bed is like you're separate but you can be one and have that kind of conversation and connection like one of the other parts of being in a dorm in high school that is a little bit different than a college dorm is having a dorm mom or dad or like a dorm parent situation Mm -hmm. and so that is like a for us we have a family who they have an apartment that's attached to the end of our dorm a very accessible apartment yeah we have like between the two very mm -hmm. quickly we have like two doors and one in from our like lounge living space Mm -hmm. and one from our kitchen into their house and they are there for like the emotional support spiritual support you know mental they help (laughs) us with our homework and um like if the light breaks or the toilet won't flush or something yeah they're the people who we call and build connection with but they also are there for us I think more interpersonally and they want to help build relationship and I, our dorm mom you know comes in every day and checks if we're here mm-hmm. not just to make sure that like oh we're not breaking any rules but really because she wants to make sure that we're doing good yeah and that we have the opportunity to talk to her or to our dorm bed if we need to I think that um dorm parents is just a whole nother thing to navigate mm-hmm. I mean you can talk about it like yeah. what it's like to have people who are we call them our aunt and uncle, mm-hmm. but they're not our parents, but we still yeah. need to obey them and have, there's a level of respect there. Yeah, I think there's, like, dorm parents have a really hard role. Absolutely. Because they're somewhere between a parent slash a family for, like, 20 children. <laughs> there's a, And also having to be an official, like, leader... Mm-hmm. and rule enforcer and I think that's a really hard balance to find and to do well I've really valued that though having someone who's not my parent mm-hmm. in a really close relationship to me so I do have we do uh, have other mentors in our lives but just having someone who lives with you and kind of watches over you but isn't in a, a parent in the way I think most times your parents, like even if you really love them, just something about the fact that they are your parents makes you sometimes like a little more, it's easier to argue with them or like, and not because of anything specific, it's just because they're your parents and like that's how it especially, works. Especially, yeah, especially as teenagers. Yeah. We, it's nice to have someone who we haven't known our whole lives, who mm-hmm. only know us as who we are now. and. Mm-hmm. I think for me that's one of the nicest things is just being able to grow a relationship and mm-hmm. know that they're there for me and that kind of is pre-established trust, but I know that it's different for yeah. different dorm parent situations. But, so yeah, with that, they do still play the role of a parent in a way, right? They still, <laughs> I guess, like make food for us and check to see if we're here and if we're doing okay. If we're sick, our dorm mom will come down the hallway and like help us and we often call our dorm dad to come down the hallway when there's like a spider in our room or something like that. Yeah. Just stuff like that. And then also having the chance to talk with them and get to know them more as both a family and as mentors has been really great. In our school, we have like once a week dorm meetings, which is like one day a week where our whole dorm gets together and we just meet in our dorm parents' apartment. And For they about can, an hour, usually. Yeah. And they can, you know, give us announcements for what's going on this week and anything else we need to know. 
but it's also a time where we can have as a dorm like a devotional to help Mm -hmm. focus our attention towards Jesus and so that we're building community that is founded on truth and knowledge and this year we focused on or our dorm parents opened like our first meeting was about what makes us safe or unsafe which Mm -hmm. was really cool because they're focusing on building a safe space which is a mm-hmm. big part of living in a dorm, is yeah. being able to communicate what makes me feel comfortable or uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think having dorm parents that see that as a need has been really great. And yeah. I think that, um, I know that other dorm parents have done the same thing, and I think it's one of the most helpful things. Yeah, I think dorm parents, the idea of dorm parents in general, is also a little hard to understand for most people because... Again, what I compare to is a college dorm, just because that's most people's dorm experience. And I don't know about most people, but I feel like most people when they're in a dorm kind of do their own thing. But when, because we're in high school, it's a lot harder to just kind of do our own thing. <laughs> and so sometimes, even though we really want to, it or like want to be on our own, it is still nice to just have that adult guardian um, in a position, especially when we are away from our families for such long periods of time. They also have the hard job of enforcing discipline when needed. (laughs) And I think that's such, like, that goes along with dorm dynamic is, like, the respect that you have for your dorm parents because the more you respect them, I think the less that you get into situations that Mm -hmm. need discipline, which... But I think that's also, like, so different from a college dorm is that, you know, like, generally that would be dealt with, like, discipline, disciplinary areas are dealt with more, like, higher powers. Yeah. But we have someone who knows us relationally and not mm-hmm. just when we're acting out or we're, when we're in a bad situation or, yeah. you know, our, when our behavior is abnormal, they can see it as abnormal, not just as bad. Yeah. And so I think that is one of the reasons that they have dorm parents is so that they can see us in all areas of life and also be able to point out, you know, if there is something that we need to get better at or yeah. a habit we need to change, but they know us outside of just our problems. Yeah. I think going along with that idea of respect, not only do you in a dorm have to respect respect your dorm parents, but you also have to respect the dorm itself. So not only like the people in it, which definitely especially in high school, there's a lot of learning to navigate those relationships and navigate how to respect people that you may not get along with or annoying you in the dorm. But there's also a lot of learning of how to, like, respect the dorm kitchen. And, like, we've always had an ongoing, like, I don't know if you can call it a struggle, ongoing discussion in our dorm, both years that I've been in it at least, of who does their dishes and who doesn't. And that's been something that, like, you know, you just have to learn how (laughs) to clean up after yourself and not be loud after certain times so you don't bother other people. And how even when other people are being loud, remember that you probably were the loud one at some point, too. And just learning to deal with those and navigate those relationships. But I think that has been a huge learning experience for me. Yeah, and outside of, like, formal... Like, the weekly door meetings or, like, we do, like, um, once a month, like, just check in with your dorm parents. But we also have, like, fun times where, 
on the weekends sometimes we just watch movies together and I think yeah. like they're like that has just been one of the best things about having dorm parents and I do think that like in junior high it's different I think most of what we've been talking about is a high school experience mm-hmm. because in junior high you have less people in your dorm you have more of a family dynamic I think that you spend more time with your dorm parents and if they have children then their kids mm-hmm. but um like in high school, we have op- other opportunities outside of the formal settings to get to know our dorm parents. Yeah. With all this relationship and, you know, balancing dynamic and culture and trying to understand other people, living in a dorm is a really big learning experience. Definitely. And Definitely. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really grateful for the people who I've been in a dorm with and mm-hmm. who have been my dorm parents um, currently and in the past. So thank you to the people who helped make our (laughs) dorm experience better. And also for the people who have never lived in a dorm, I hope that this is also a learning experience for you, just Mm -hmm. what it's like and how we build community in a a forced community in a way. (laughs) Yeah, I think also for us, the chance to, again, as cross-cultural kids, we're in a very unique situation. It's not just... Um, people with different beliefs that you would meet in a community or people with different political views or whatever, but also people with all these different cultures and these like enhanced cultures that come from living in a completely different place from your home or birth country um, for so long that we are in a very unique place of interacting with not only different people and trying to push community there and get to know people but also get to know all these different cultures but that in and of itself is a blessing just because we get to know all these really cool things and really cool people and we are so excited for future dorm experiences (laughs) and new cultures and just new people we get to build a relationship with and as we continue we hope that we're able to do that at a deeper level and just in a new way each year Thanks for listening to this week's episode, and we hope you enjoyed it. If you did, leave a review and share it. We're a small show, and things like that really help us. If you want updates, feel free to subscribe, or follow us on Instagram at both sides of the bunk bed. We hope you join us next time, but for now, that's all for both sides of the bunk bed.